On verse 8 on page 438, chapter 19 of Exodus, four of the puns are the first four words. The story of five puns. In Shemot chapters 19 and 20, the Israelite people, as you probably well know, are married in covenant to God at Mount Sinai. And through this marriage between the Jewish people and God, the Israelites become a nation. Beginning in verses 4 and 5, like a bird wooing its mate with its plumage, declaring itself worthy, God declares in those verses, Atem re'item asher asiti lemitzrayim, va'esa etchem al kanfei nisharim, ve'avi etchem elai. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to me. Vi'ata im shamoa tishmo'u bekoli, ushmartem et briti, vi'item li sigula mikol ha'amim ki li kol ha'aretz. Now then, if you really obey me faithfully and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples. Lost in the English here is that God is speaking to the Israelites in the plural. The Israelites here are not a community yet, not yet a nation, not yet an Am. They are a multitude of individuals connected by family ties and by circumstance. And thus God addresses the you, it's all you plural. This is actually made clear in the previous verse, in verse 3. Umosha Allah el ha Elohim, vayikra elav Adonai min ha'ar lemor. Ko tomar levet Yaakov, vitaged livne Yisrael. And Moses went up to God, and Adonai called him from the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to, to the house of Jacob, and declare to the Israelites, the children of Israel. So it's a house of family ties. It is in the plural. It's a group of Israelites. Or I shouldn't say group. It's Israelites. So God avoids the terms community, could have done edah, nation, people. They are the house of Jacob, they are Israelites, they come from family ties, but they are individuals. Amazingly, the famous words of the covenantal proposal is not made to them at all, but to Moses. These famous words of, will you marry me, are not asked to the people that God wants to marry. It's delivered to Moses to say, why don't you ask them if they want to marry me? They become a nation, the word Am is first used in this section, in this way, as a single nation, they become a people through the acceptance of the covenant with God. The covenantal agreement is in a way to listen and behave like a single community, rather than as a collection of individuals. Perhaps we are to gather that we are in no position to act for the community in relation to God, when we are merely individuals. Maybe that's why God had to go to Moses. Couldn't go to the people yet. You're in no position to say anything until you can act as one. After all, how do you propose marriage to thousands of individuals? How do you make a covenant with thousands of individuals? God is one, but they cannot act as one. And if they cannot act as one, how can you offer a relationship? So I'm going to read verses 4 and 5 again. And I'm going to use the word thousands. I'm inserting that to make clear the plurals. 
You thousands of individuals have seen what I did for, to the Egyptians, how I bore you thousands of individuals on thousands of eagles' wings and brought you thousands to me. Then the next word. Ata, viata. Finally. Oh, we get a you and you, viata, a you singular. We're a people. No, it's a pun. It's a pun to fool us. It's the ata that means now, spelled with an ayin, instead of ata with an aleph. So right when you're like, we're finally going to be dressed as, as one community, no, it's and now. So it sounds like and you, and it's and now. So pun number one. We got fooled. There it is. Maybe it means the pun is, now it's time to become a community. Now it's time, now, ata, now. It's time to become an ata. It's time to become a you singular, and not this atem, atem, atem I've been saying, you plural. Now, if you thousands really listen to my singular voice, and if you guard my covenant, we're going to seal the deal, you thousands shall be my sigula, my special one, my special treasured personal nation from among the nations. You can become an Am from all of the multiple communities if you really can listen to my voice. Acceptance of the covenant makes us a nation able to be an Am Segula, the treasured nation, personally treasured beloved. And a Goy Kadosh in the next verse, which is also in the singular. A nation, Kadosh, made exclusive to God. Uh, marriage is kiddushin. It's being made holy because you're designated. So you get to be the designated married one to me, the Am Kadosh. Now something else suddenly happens. As God is making his covenant proposal to Moses to convey to the individuals, and Moses is thinking of the best method for doing this, Moses comes up with the fact that I will get all of the trusted elders, just as Yitro had taught him just a little bit ago, let the elders judge the people rather than you. So he has this plan. He's going to get all the elders together. You'll present the proposal to your groups. V'ya'anu kol ha'am yachdav. Four puns in a row. V'ya'anu kol ha'am yachdav v'yomru kol asher diber Adonai. Na'ase v'yashev Moshe et divrei ha'am el Adonai. All the nation answered as one. The nation interrupts. They're like, uh, we're listening to this marriage proposal, and we don't need this like, long process. We're interrupting. All the nation answered as one. They're saying, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses brought back the nation's words to Adonai. Notice the blend here. Now we're at a blend of singular and plural. We are now speaking as an am. We're good. We made it. We're an am. We're a community. But no, we're not because we're still taking plural verbs. The nation is speaking as a they. It's like saying we're finally acting like Americans. This is a good interruption. We're finally acting like Americans, but we're not yet America. And Moses conveys the plural words of the singular am to God. By the individuals acting like a nation, a they becomes a we, and that is the necessary step to being in covenant. It's a beautiful moment of interruption. The Orachayim, who was Chaim ben Moshe ibn Atar, 
He was a Talmudist and a Kabbalist. He was born in Morocco in 1696. He died in Jerusalem in 1743, famous Moroccan rabbi known as the Orchayim. He asks why we have this intervening business with Moshe convening the elders when they don't end up being necessary. He answers that Moses believed that the people would not accept change. But if the elders were committed, they would follow. And the people surprised Moses by their willingness to transform into a community. We Jews like to talk about community a lot. We're proud of being a community. We're proud of representing the community. We're proud of participating in community. And of course, we rarely ask what it means to be a community. We often rely on community, meaning being part of the house of Jacob, as we were called in the beginning of this section, of being the children of Israel, as we were called in the plural at the beginning of this section. In other words, of being descendants of Jews, of being part of the same house. And we often don't want to look at what makes us a community in these verses, which is not being thousands connected by family ties and proximity and genealogy, but by being willing to be before God as one. This means putting aside our own interests, the voices which echo what we find meaningful and important, the story of my eagle that bore me and my family to freedom. By not advocating for the voice I hear from God that convinces me that the voice is the voice of God, of tradition. Notice that following the pun of atah, of you as a singular, and it only sounds like it's happened when the verse is instead saying, acting like one community must happen now, I'm proposing now. You either act this way or the proposal is rejected. And then we have the four words, and they replied all, at all the individuals of the nation together. We could have gotten the word, they spoke, and they all said, but we get this word, they are replying together. It's a word for reply, respond, be in a chorus. It's often used musically, to reply in a chorus. It's replying to God that makes us a community. We are answering as a community because we are seeing ourselves as answerable to God. And what does God do in return when the relation of response to God? So now look at the next verse. What does God do when we, Anon, when we reply, God becomes an Anan. God becomes a cloud. We get to experience God. God. God materializes. God becomes a cloud in Av He Anan. Response and cloud are homonyms. We do the response and then God materializes as a cloud. And at this point is where we turn singular in the text with no mixture of plural. God is the cloud and we are the am. And our verbs are not even anymore kol ha'am, all the individuals of the community, but just the people, ha'am, the community. That word kol is the, sec is the next pun. Kol is a pun, so why is kol a pun? All of the individuals of the community, kol means all. Kol ha'am, all the individuals of the community. Is kol an important word in this chapter? Kind of, because kol is the voice, spelled differently, homonym. The word kol means the voice of God, speaking on Mount Sinai. And it goes back and forth between singular and plural 
all through this section. God is finally speaking to the people. We finally get to hear God's voice from the cloud. But it doesn't come to us as a kol, a voice, but it actually comes as kolot in the plural. It comes as voices. At Mount Sinai, God spoke in voices, not just one voice. So that can mean that each person heard something a little bit different from the next person. So right when we're like, great, we're hearing God's kol, the voice, we're becoming an am, then God speaks in voices? And we're all hearing a different one? Oy vey. The pun emphasizes the pathos of our situation when we are trying to make community. We are expected to reply to God's voice, but we're all hearing different voices. And that's what tradition is. One feels like, this is what feels like home to me. This is what feels right and true. And I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm coming from the voice of the house of I inherited, the voice of my tradition, the voice of where I'm hearing the voice of God in this world. And that's right. People who are acting from hearing God's voice are holy. It's not selfishness. You're not being selfish when you say we must change something that isn't working for me as a Jew. And you're not being selfish when you say we can't change something because then it's not the tradition that makes it your home. The pathos is that we hear God speaking in the voice sent to us but we only make community when we put aside our coal, ourselves as the individuals of the we, and act for the voice of everyone put together. And then we even get a pun on the next word, um, um, the community. What is the community? We have to get rid of the individual coal of kol ha'am, each of the, of the community, to become just the am and the clauses that follow. Am, um, nation, community, one people. What's spelled is the same as am, um, ayin mem. Im, and it appears in the verses that follow. When you become one am, um, then you can walk imach. You can walk with God, side by side, with you. That's the togetherness of the covenant. When we behave as one, God walks with us as one. And finally, the fifth pun, the next word. It's not really a pun exactly, but you might miss it. The kol ha'am, each of the individuals answered yachdav. They answered together. They answered as one. When we act as a community, then what does God become? Echad. When we become one, then we can say the Shema. Because then God is made one. Shema, they're listening all the way through. We will hear. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai is our God. Adonai Echad. Adonai is one. When we are Yachdav, when God is Echad. And then we can truly hear the Decalogue and be in covenant. I think it's very hard to make community. I think it's very hard to hear the voice of God and take it seriously and then realize, deal with the fact that others are hearing different voices. I was very moved this week when a new group in Ann Arbor, four Jews in their 20s and 30s, decided to have the first meeting in the home of 
a balding, gray-haired rabbi. And when this group met Thursday night in our home, we had a really great discussion. And then my wife walked into the room, and they said, I don't know how it came up. And they basically asked why you go to synagogue. And she said, I go to synagogue because it humanizes me. Makes me realize that there are other people in the world. And they're different, and they have other needs. I had someone recently say to me, I want you to do a certain thing that, that we used to do. It not, has nothing to do with services, because we're a bunch of old people. And I said, well, first of all, I'm highly insulted. Um, but no. you know, we have to do things for the people who aren't here yet. That's what covenant is. It's, it's making a contract to do things for the people who aren't even here yet. It's transgenerational. I had people, had a special event that I did, not the singles event, and most of the people invi I invited didn't show up. We don't need to RSVP to you. We get what we want out of the synagogue, and that's not part of what we want. It's transactional. Community cannot be transactional. We cannot be a JCC. I like the swimming. I like the art show. I like the fair. I like the services. It can't be about what you're getting out or we're not making a community, because it has to be some way we figure out a way to care about all of us, even when other people are hearing a different voice. And we can't just say, your voice is Tuesday and my voice is Thursday. Then you're not in the moment of the now. The time for this community is now. Ata.